Nurses, are you banging your head against a wall until your forehead is bruised and bloody? The definition of insanity is said to be doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Let's get that forehead bandaged and tear down that wall right here on episode 108 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of The Nurse Keith Nation. As always, this podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Podcasters, along with RNFM Radio, The Innovative Nurse Show, the Your Next Shift podcast, and the Gluten-Free RN podcast. Check it out at PulseMediaNetwork.com. You can find me on iTunes. Please leave a rating and review if you'd be so kind. Check out my website at NurseKeith.com. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Definitely having fun on social. Would love to connect with you there. The show notes for this episode are at NurseKeith.com forward slash episode 108. That's nursekeith.com forward slash episode 108. Anyway, I'm thrilled that you're here with me for episode 108, and I want to dig into today's topic. So let's hop in there and make it happen. So folks, back on May 1st, 2017, I published a blog post that I'd been thinking about for a while, and it was called A Nurse, A Wall, and a Bloody Forehead. And the reason I was talking about this particular issue on my blog, Digital Doorway, was because I hear from a lot of nurses around the country who feel stymied. They feel kind of stuck. They feel like they're actually, figuratively speaking, banging their head against a wall. So that wall can come in many, many forms. It doesn't have to be made of brick or concrete. It could be made of many other types of things that make up your nursing career. And, you know, sometimes you just have to break on through to the other side. And that's what I want to talk about here with you on this episode. So I hear a lot of stories, like I said, and the nurses who reach out to me sometimes feel like the life has just been sucked out of their nursing career. They feel a loss of ambition. They feel like their self-confidence has been either battered down by bullying or poor management or just horrible work environments. And sometimes they just feel like they're working at a job that's killing them from the inside or from the outside, and they're not able to see another way. Sometimes the wall they're banging their head against is a, let's say, workplace culture that doesn't seem to want to change. So let's say there's workplace bullying and there is a concerted effort on the part of some nurses and some leaders to get rid of the bullies and eradicate incivility in the workplace. But if you can't really get rid of it entirely, and if everyone hasn't bought in to the notion that the bullying is there and it has to be dealt with, especially if leadership is turning a blind eye to the bullying, then you are indeed banging your head against the wall and you should be parachuting out of there ASAP. Now, you also might be working at a place where staffing is absolutely atrocious. 
You might also be working in a hospital or facility that environmentally is just horrible. Maybe the bathrooms are far, far away from your unit. Maybe you get dehydrated and you can't even make it to a restroom in the course of your shifts. Maybe you're just understaffed chronically. There are so many things that could be going on in a nursing or healthcare workplace that might just not be ready to change. And if you don't feel like the change agent that's going to make it happen, you might have to get out of there. But banging your head against that wall for too long is going to be painful. You're going to get bloody. You're going to get bruised. And eventually, you're going to suffer in various ways. So you've got to get out. Now, when a nurse finds him or herself up against a wall and feeling like they're just banging their head against the same problem over and over again, it's time for change. That is a signal that something new has to happen in your career in your workplace, or even just inside of you. So if you're being bullied and you feel like you don't have any support, that is like banging your head against the wall, though it's actually like someone's banging it for you if you're getting bullied, if you're the target of incivility and lateral violence. So removing yourself from that workplace is probably the best way to change your situation. Now, a lot of nurses also find themselves working at terrible jobs with horrible hours and, like I said, terrible staffing conditions and other types of workplace conditions or occupational hazards that are making their jobs pretty much untenable. And a lot of these nurses that I hear from, they feel like basically that they're martyrs to the cause. And this martyr archetype is something I've talked about before. I've written about it on my blog. I talk to nurses about it all the time. I might even have to write a book about it because I feel like this martyr archetype is rampant in our profession and we need to really eradicate it and create a new archetype for nurses, the healed nurse who's not willing to be a martyr anymore. So if you have martyred yourself to your patients or to your workplace or to your career, maybe it's time to unhitch yourself from that yoke and find a new way to be fulfilled as a nurse if you want to stay in the profession or for some of you, leaving the profession might be the way to go. I hope you'll stay, but I wouldn't try to talk you into it if you felt like there was a new place for you to go, if there was a new passion in your life that you wanted to pursue. In that blog post, I wrote the following. Do you know you're trapped or are you too caught up in misery, anxiety, ennui, or utter boredom that the wall is virtually invisible to you? If you can't see the wall, the moment you wake up and notice it's there can be breathtaking. You say, of course I'm burnt out and tragically unhappy. Why couldn't I see it before? And you know, back in the day, I've told the story before, but I'm going to tell it in another way now. Back in the day when I was working in intensive outpatient case management in Western Massachusetts, I was thoroughly burned out. I was burned to a crisp. I was banging myself against a wall. I was beyond bloodied. I was beyond having bruises on my forehead. I had a head injury, my friends. It was like there was a wall in front of me 10 hours a day at work, and I was just banging my head on it like there was no tomorrow. And I couldn't see it. I could feel it, but I couldn't really see it. I didn't really know what was happening. My wife basically had to whop me upside the head. Actually, 
I don't think she hit me because I was already hurting myself, but she basically had to slap me silly and get me awake enough to realize that I had sacrificed my personal life, my family life, my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual well-being, my emotional stability to a job that really wasn't worth all of that sacrifice, that martyrdom. So with Mary's wonderful cajoling and actually probably several ultimatums that I'm not remembering at the moment, I really need to make a change and I had to get myself out of there. And I did. I extricated myself and I can never thank Mary enough. Thank you, Mary. I can never thank her enough for forcing me to confront the fact that I had bruised and battered myself so much against that wall that I had to make a change or my health and my family and everything else was going to go down the drain. So if you find yourself in that sort of situation, my friends, something has to give and don't let it be your health. Don't let it be your spiritual well-being. Don't let it be your marriage or your family or your social life or any other aspect of your life. And when you feel like you're trapped, that's the time to call for help. Now, opportunity isn't always going to come knocking. Opportunity isn't just going to come up and sidle up next to you and say, hey, I'm here. Ready? Are you ready for this new opportunity? Want to hop aboard? You have to make these opportunities happen yourself. Now, to paraphrase the singer Leonard Cohen, may he rest in peace, he died earlier this year, light gets in through the cracks in the wall. And these cracks are created by new opportunities coming along, by you realizing that you're having doubts about your current situation and you need to change it. It might be changed by your spouse slapping you silly, whopping you upside the head and telling you that it's time to jettison yourself from that cockpit, stop banging your head against that wall and create something new for yourself. Now, these types of cracks in the wall can happen for many reasons, and sometimes you need to engage with other people, with other professionals to help you make that shift. Now, of course, you can work with me. I'm a career coach for nurses, of course. There are plenty of other people out there. There are career coaches who are not nurses. There are life coaches because sometimes there's other issues other than your career that you want to look at. There are also psychotherapists and counselors. There are faith leaders. And there's also your mentors, your colleagues, your family, your friends, your advisors, the people who you look up to and who love and respect you, who can help talk you through or walk with you through this process of change. Now, back on episode 106, I mentioned the SWOT analysis. And for some of you who missed episode 106, I would recommend you go back and listen to it. You can go to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 106 to read the show notes and listen to that episode. But SWOT analysis means your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and the threats. So S-W-O-T. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Doing a SWOT analysis worksheet can help you look at your life or your career or both in a very global way, assess the things that help you be who you are, that make you who you are, look at the things where you need to grow, your quote-unquote so-called weaknesses, 
You also look at the opportunities, the things that are opened up before you, the things that you can grasp for or work towards. And then the threats are the things that are working against you. And those threats can be as simple as a lack of self-confidence. The threat could be the fact that you don't know where to look for a job. The threat that you feel like your resume is horrible and you don't know how to fix it. Threats can be small. They can also be quite enormous. They can be deep and psycho-emotional or psycho-spiritual. They can also be quite superficial, like you just need help getting your resume ready and then you'll be good to go. And you just need help with some of those basic tools in your career toolbox. So other action steps you might want to take if you're feeling trapped, if you're ready to stop banging your head against that wall, is to connect with other working professionals, connect with other people and talk to them, meet with them for coffee, look them up on LinkedIn, meet them over Skype for a quick chat or on FaceTime or on the phone. Ask them what trends they're seeing out there. Are you interested in case management or quality assurance? Talk to a case manager. Look up a quality assurance nurse and find out what's it like. Is it boring? Is it fun? How can I make myself attractive to an employer who needs a quality assurance nurse? How do they get where they are now? What did they have to pursue to get there? What's the work they had to do to create the career path that they're on? Was it worth it? Do they love it? Do they hate it? What would they advise you if you were interested in what they do? The other thing to do is to attend meetings of your local, regional, state, or even national nursing associations. Just this past week, I was at the Celebrations of Nurses Week for the New Mexico Nurses Association. I sit on the board of the NMNA, and we actually had Pam Cipriano, the president of the ANA, at that conference, I got to interview her and chat with her and have a meal with her, and it was amazingly inspiring, and I met some really cool nurses from all around New Mexico. That was a wonderful event, and going to events like this can really give you the shot in the arm you need to make a change. The other thing is to set up meetings with your colleagues, people you really trust. Just sit with them and ask them just here what's going on for you. Tell them exactly what you want from them. You want them to listen and then give them a list of what you're actually seeking from them. If you're not looking for advice, tell them that you don't want advice. Or if you are looking for advice, be very specific about what you want. Getting those reflections from people who respect and love you can sometimes be enough to cajole you into change, to make you realize that there's something inspired that you can do to make things different, to make things better. The other thing to work on is rejecting your self-limiting beliefs, the things that are holding you back. What are those self-limiting beliefs that are standing in your way? This is something to think hard about. And sometimes those reflections from the people who love and trust and respect you those are most helpful because sometimes these pieces that you're not able to let go of, these self-limiting beliefs, if you can hear the positive reflections from the people who respect and love you, that can be very helpful indeed. So those self-limiting beliefs might be around your clinical skills, could be around your writing skills, could be about your education 
or it might be in terms of your education or your writing abilities or the ways in which you are with patients or your ability to communicate, your emotional intelligence. These are things to work on. Some of them can be changed. Some of them, you actually just need to change your outlook, the way you see yourself. Maybe there isn't actually a characteristic that needs to be shifted. Maybe it's only your self-perception. However, if there's something you need to learn, if you need to learn to do central line care because you'd like to work in an infusion center, maybe you want to learn how to put pick lines in, maybe you would like to learn more about HIV and AIDS care and you'd like to become a specialist in that area, whatever it is, whatever deficit you perceive, whatever thing it is that you would like to learn, make it happen, find out from the experts how to make it happen, and then move in that inspired direction. The other thing I always tell you in you folks in my audience and the audience for my blog is to dig deep into social media, dig into podcasts, articles, books, journals, anything you can find, webinars, anything you can find that's going to move the needle for you, that's going to inspire you, that's going to give you new ideas, ways to blow your career out of the water and do something entirely new. You know, I've been self-employed for about seven months now. I was slowly working towards 100% self-employment. It took me about, about six or seven years to get here. It was a slow ramping up process. I had to really get myself ready. Now I am self-employed completely, and I have completely changed my life. I no longer work as a clinical nurse, though I will always have my license and may work clinically again, but I am basically taking a break from clinical nursing. I've had enough of it for now, and I'm working in this other world as a coach and a writer and a podcaster and all the other things that I do as a consultant and speaker, and I had to overcome many of my own misgivings about myself, the areas where I feel where my deficits, my weaknesses, the threats against me. I'm speaking at a conference this coming week. I'm giving two 90-minute talks to groups of nurses and nurse leaders in California. And that takes a certain amount of overcoming the self-limiting beliefs that used to stand in my way to tell me that I couldn't go up on stage in front of 200 nurses and tell them anything interesting, anything that would captivate them or move the needle for them or keep them interested enough to listen to me for 90 minutes. God bless them. So whatever it is in your life, whether it's public speaking, writing, inserting pick lines, if that's the place where you need to lean in, then do it. Lean in and make it happen. So folks, figuratively speaking, if you have battered your forehead against a wall, if you're bloodied and bruised, you need to bandage that forehead and you need to walk away from that wall. Now, if the wall in your career feels like it's never ending, if it goes on in multiple directions and you can't find a way, then you need to find a career sledgehammer and just break that wall down. You need to cut a hole in that wall to jump through, create a door, create a window. There's this saying that, if you can't find a door to knock on, then 
put up a door and knock on it. So sometimes we have to create our own opportunities because the opportunities we're looking for aren't presenting themselves magically. We have to make them come to life. We have to make them manifest. So when your forehead is healed, when that bandage can come off, when the bruises have healed, and you've either walked around the end of the wall, broken a hole in the wall, cut a door, cut a window, gotten in a hot air balloon and sailed over that wall, whatever image works for you, this is the time where you're making a move. This is a time when the energy is shifting in your career. If you need my help, let me know. I can help you move that. I can help you move that energy. Or you could very well do it yourself. You just have to take the inspired action every day to make it happen. You know, nurses are valuable. They're valued. They're respected. They're in high demand. I know our profession isn't perfect. I know healthcare is kind of a mess right now in mid-2017. That's an understatement. But I want you to feel happy in your career, and I want you to find a place that's comfortable, that really makes you feel vibrant and alive, and that you love what you do. That's what it's really about, my friends. I want you to get out there and break down those walls. I want you to take the time, make it happen, and then tell me, what while you're breaking down. And if you need my help, I'll help you. Or if you need me to cheerlead, I'll send you a really nice note just to cajole you to keep going, to keep doing it. Take out that sledgehammer, break down that wall and move yourself forward. Well, folks, there you have it. That's episode 108. Thanks for listening to The Nurse Keith Show again. There are actionable steps in this episode. I recommend you go over to the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 108. Read through those actionable steps. Look at the SWOT analysis and email me at keith at nursekeith.com. As a listener of this show, I will send you my SWOT analysis worksheet, and I will even give you a little feedback when you send the completed worksheet back to me. This is usually reserved for paying coaching clients in my coaching practice, but if you listen to this show, and if you feel like that SWOT analysis would be helpful, I'll send it to you if you email me, and then I'll give you some feedback, and we can go back and forth a little bit by email to help you make sense of what that SWOT analysis has revealed. I want you to feel uplifted, empowered, and I want you to take some inspired actions today in the interest of your career, especially if your forehead is bloody or bruised. Let's get it bandaged up. Let's get you fixed up. Did you know you can pledge as little as $2 a month to support The Nurse Keith Show and the work I'm doing here and the nurses I'm trying to help? That's right. If you go over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith, I would appreciate it so much. The money I get from my supporters, from the people who are sponsoring the show, really helps me. It helps me pay for engineering and production, social media promotion, and if I can reach my goals of raising about $200 to $300 per month, it'll really help me in terms of Facebook ads and Google ads to grow this show even bigger. And if you pledge at least $5 a month, I will send you some lovely gifts in the mail from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And if you pledge $25 a month, you will get an hour with me coaching you on any issue 
you would like. And if you're listening to episode 108, you can even transfer that hour of coaching to a loved one, friend, colleague, or family member. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. Social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappiespeason. Mark and Tim, as always, hats off to you both. I couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. Hit me up on iTunes, post a rating and review, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Find me on those platforms, folks. I'd love to interact with you. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. Anyway, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career every day, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and fun than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, stop hitting your forehead against that wall, folks, and see you next time here on The Nurse Keith Show. 